No, I mean, and I'm like, ooh, I'm I'm not superstitious. I'm really not. But like, I've had some weird experiences, like really, really unexplainable. Like things happen to me. Never bad. Like I've never had anything like that was a bad experience where I was like, there's something wrong with me. I need help. But like, I remember one time I, um, is this going to freak you out talking about this? No, (laughs) no. I like, I'm just like, Ooh, tell me more. Let me go put on more black. No, get your cloak out. We're all good. We're up and running. How's it going? <laughs> I'm just perfect. Just perfect. You've had quite uh, quite a couple weeks. I've had quite a couple weeks, but I tell you what, this gout thing that Mike has, that large has, is just it's it's a it's a tough one. He's really having a tough a tough time with it, and he's tried everything from his cold crest to tart cherry juice, but uh, the Swish Thirty. That we got these boxes of. Yeah. It's just incredible. It's amazing the difference. So if anybody wants to try it who has the gout, go to swish30, swish30.com. And if you, when you check out, use the promo code WOMAN, W H O M A N, and you will get 10% off of your order. This stuff is incredible. I thought it was just for me because I'm selfish and, um, oh yeah, absolutely focus. But um, the way it's helped him with his gout is just incredible. Honest to God, it's unbelievable. It's been, it's one of the only things that's been working. Really? He's been, yeah. it, like today he was, he oh, was like, he was a mess. I, he was struggling. He was, he was struggling. He was struggling he was last struggling. night and I felt bad. And you can tell because he's, he gets very needy oh. when he's sick, you know, and I feel bad because he's just in so much pain. So when he was laying, we were upstairs watching Jeopardy earlier and, um, <laughs> Cause we're, 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 we're old and um, <laughs> like, no, we make it a family event. Two of the three kids were there and yeah. Finnegan just moved his arm just slightly. And it's, I swear to God, I'm surprised you didn't hear it up in mass. It was just so <laughs> insanely loud. I felt bad for him. So uh, yeah, this was an exciting weekend. We got to go out with the lovely Lisa Ann to a benefit that um, it's a fundraiser that, that is um, promotes suicide awareness and help um, a lot of honest people there who wear their hearts on their sleeves. And it's an incredible cause. And it's some of the stories that these people have are just the one man was talking about his son who took his own life. who was a happy kid, not into drugs, nothing just took his life one day. And it's makes you realize how alone a lot of these kids feel. So it was break the hold and it was an incredible organization and we got to meet a lot of people who were big fans of Lisa's, big fans of Large's. Some, one or two, knew my name just kind of in passing. <laughs> hey, see, Dan. Yeah, you know, after, after I got to meet them by them saying, could you hold my camera waiting for the next right. picture? Then they were like, oh, wait, you're Large's wife. Nice to meet you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, so we had that. My in-laws came out and watched the kids while we were there and... Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really glad I went because you get to meet a lot of people who, you know, everybody's been through something. Everybody has had their own experience with something good or bad. You know, sometimes these really good ex- experiences change your life too. I was listening. I don't know. I'm sure we'll get to the Oscars, mm-hmm. but that one actress, um, Laura Dern, who won the Academy Award, I thought her speech was extremely well said like I thought everything she said was well thought out and it was very heartfelt and to have her mom there was just I thought it was incredible but you could see how good experiences make a huge impact on you also it's not just the bad things so people pulling together really does make a difference in people's lives so break the hold if anybody has anybody who is suffering from thoughts of suicide it's definitely something they should reach out to because nobody is alone there's always some. There's always somebody that's going to pick up the phone. I always pick up the phone. Absolutely. There's. I, I'm really happy to see in our lifetime that the awareness has, you know, stepped up 
immensely. Like I remember growing up and, you know, not only was it just not talked about, like it was still the, you know, it was uh, shocking. It, really it, didn't it, talk. It, Nobody ever talked right. about it when we were kids. I've had five friends in the last year and a half take their own lives. And in Lisa's industry, it's one of the highest, it's one of the highest um, industries that has the yeah. highest rate of suicide. And it's, it's shocking and it's heartbreaking and it's, it's not something that should be taken lightly at all. No, no. And I know it's, it's awful because it's, you know, a car wreck or, or cancer or something like you can kind of, you can be like, well, why did that person cross the lane and hit my loved one or whatever? But like you at least know, but there's so many unanswered questions when right, that right. happens and it's, it's so hard to deal with. Um, so there's that aspect of it that people don't know what to say or do, but then well, there's, you always, get your there's always the stigma. Like there's always those people who are like, Oh, but you know, the people three down, doors down there, right, right, yeah. you know, five years ago, you know, so, you know, that family's a little, you know, and you've always got those like Absolutely. gossipy people and you're just like, shut up. Like, you don't yeah. know what's going on. Like why? Oh, they love a good story. They oh, think I it's going to be people. something scandalous yeah. or something that that's, yeah. that you talk about. Yeah. So that's how it was. So, but now to have it like come out and it's, and it's, you know, people like Lisa standing up for the industry and, you know, kids and just people in general. And mm-hmm. then the, um, you know, like the zero blog 30 types yeah. that bring like awareness to She's an the, incredible success story. Right. To like the military and first responders that, you know, have seen things and, and you know, just. So I, I, I really like that, that it has, you know, stepped up. Yeah. So people and have resources and feel like they can talk. So. Yeah, that's huge. Having somebody there that's going to be able to relate to you, or even if they can't relate to you, just to know that someone is there to listen makes all the difference. It really does. And like you were saying with the car accident, you know, that you can almost get your mind around it because it's cause and effect, mm-hmm. butterfly effect, or something, something just you can get your mind around it because you can see the stages of how something has happened. But um, sometimes when there's absolutely no answer, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm learning so much about that stuff now because I'm doing that Twisted History podcast with them. I'm doing mm-hmm. all the research for that. It's, inc- it's incredible how much stuff about history we don't know. You know the, the topical story, but to get some of the behind the scenes when you do a deep dive into stuff, it really, it really is shocking and twisted. A lot of the things that have happened that are taught in schools, they don't teach you everything. Mm-mm. And when you do a deep dive, you're shocked at what you find out. So we have a lot of a lot of cool things coming up on the next couple of episodes. So that's another. People always ask me, like, why would you get a history degree? And I have that business history, um, like double. Mm-hmm. But I because the like the, the deep dive was the research alone was so incredible to me. I'm such a nerd. I would go up to like the top floor where you had to enter, like you had to get clearance to get into the special library. Mm-hmm. Like it was a library within a library with yeah. all the collectibles. The greatest and, reality TV show out there. And I would go in and I would go in as many times as I could. And yeah. there would be times where you'd have to wear gloves. There would be times where like they'd have to open it for you and prop it open with certain things because they have special light that won't fade like documents and everything. Cause I yeah. just love diving deep into like the original text and oh, it was nerd. Yeah. That's how I found it now. I'm, I'm, I'm having a ball doing this. Um, yeah. These guys are great to work with, but it's been shocking to see the twisted history of so many different subjects that you just learned as a kid but the stuff they didn't tell you about and it's it's absolutely fascinating i'm not sure which which one is um going to be dropping this wednesday but you know just starting out with the kamikazes was 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 fun Oh, that family alone, the wife and what she did. To her. <gasps> I don't want to say anything. I want people to go listen, but oh, oh my God, God, it's like, ah, are you kidding me? <laughs> like the mindset, but that's a totally different mindset. And yeah. Like, How can people do something? And then you're like, that is their culture. And yeah. I mean, this was like a super, you know. And depending on how old <laughs> some of your kids are, 
it's, it's something that you could actually have a conversation with your kids about because it is taught in schools and it is stuff that is left out. So with us, when we're going over these, these facts and these historical facts, my kids are like, what are you talking about? And, you know, with, with my nine-year-old work, we keep it very under the radar, but with my 15-year-old and my 12-year-old, we're like, you know, wait till you hear this. This was, you know, because they're, one of them is, is close to being 16. He's two years away from a draft. That's war. If there's, if, if it ever came to that again, and for a lot of kids, when they, my parents age, it, that's what it meant, you know? And, uh, they're like, what they did, what she drowned, who mm-hmm. that's how loyal they were to their, you know, so they don't, it's, it's different for them. And, um, you know, obviously like once we hit like the playboy playmates and stuff, maybe not so much, but wait to hear that one. Oh, I can't. Everything that. that people thought was, I mean, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun listening to people's feedback. Yeah. No, I, I would like to hear some more of that just because it's, it is so crazy. And you've been talking about it with me. You've been sharing, you know, that you've been doing this. So I'm kind of glad that it's out there. So it's I consumed don't. me for, for the better part of the last eight weeks. And <laughs> it's something that large and I had been planning on doing for more than two years. Like we've been putting this together for a long time. So when he started at Barstool, we were like, this is a perfect opportunity. And then um, it was presented to him about maybe three months ago. And he was like, say no more. We already have it all mapped out. So it, it's been working out pretty well. And uh, <laughs> so, so what's the, what's your, what's your latest besides all of this? Just because we missed last week. Sometimes last week was crazy. We had, a, just, we had a terrible case of the flu running through our house. Yeah. We had throat running through our house. We had um, another case of the flu. It just, the gout, we had everything. It was just like a whirlwind of, of events. It was awful. And then large was working so hard because Willie was down at Mm -hmm. um, the senior ball. So, you know, he wasn't feeling good, but he was doing his, beating his obligations. So we had, we had 90,000 different balls in the air. So (laughs) I know this week was a, you know, everybody's happy just to take a step back and just kind of, even though we're all working, we're getting back to normal. Yeah. Until Friday when he hops on a plane. Exactly. When he goes back, it was really kind of cool. This um, past you know, two weeks, I guess, um, to actually get messages, DMs and text messages from people who were like, where's your podcast? Like, oh, and I'm like, what? And I was like, no, I don't, I don't think we're going to do it. Like maybe if we can do it Monday, but I, she's got this and that. And I don't, I don't know, like everyone's sick. Yeah, <laughs> I think was, at one point you were a, like, um, I sound like a dude. And <laughs> Oh my God. I really did. Yeah. It would have been like, all right, which McCarthy is this? <laughs> Boys is who is this? Okay. My father-in-law on here with his Irish brogue to do right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that's life for us. Yeah, I so. apologize for that. I just, no, no, it's my, good, but it was, it was my nice minute. to have that. Like, Hey, where is it? Like it didn't download, like I got out of work or I went into work and I always listen at this time and it wasn't there. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, and then I, I, was asking me to like, I was productive from my bed and from, oh, yeah. you know, hiding behind curtains so that no one could see me look or sound like a dude. And, um, I was able to, you know, work on the other podcast for the facts. And I was able to, um, I, I locked in a photographer for all of our headshots because I, t- I, I don't know if you saw my Twitter last night, but I wrote that how I am going to win an Academy award. I didn't see that. I, I need to, I need to fix my Twitter because I'm seeing stuff from people I don't even follow and it's not retweets. It's like, I'm seeing stuff and I'm like, why am I seeing it? It's driving me crazy. So, well, if you weren't sure, yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to say it here now, I am going to win an Oscar someday for my oh, wow. performance. I haven't decided if it's going to be in an Alan, an Aaron Sorkin movie, or I really mm-hmm. want to be the leading lady in a Ridley Scott movie. As much as I love Martin Scorsese, who I just adore him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his films, but I just adore him the way he is with his family and, and, and just the way he speaks about people and his love of everything that is a part of him and defines him just, just the way he is. I just love him. Um, I really want to be in a Ridley Scott movie, his leading ladies. I just love them. 
like when he had Sigourney Weaver, I just, I love, I love the way he sees women through his movies. Mm -hmm. I really want to be one of them. Um, So we locked in our photographer this week for our headshots. And now then the next stop is finding an agent. I'm so excited. I was talking to Lisa about this. Oh (laughs) my gosh. (laughs) She's just, she's a lot of fun. You're going to love her when you get to meet her in person. She's She's so little. She's, she's tiny. so little. <laughs> I felt like I know. I like the green giant next to her. I know. I'm always like, uh, I don't want to stand next to anybody. <laughs> she's yeah, she's like, can I get you a drink? You know, because she was going up to the bar. And I felt like looking back at her, just going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> no, she's great. So she was she's been so supportive and I know, and I'm fun. supposed to check my email tonight to for my baseball fan or fancy baseball with her and I like I got home and I made dinner which is still right here because what is that it's good green beans and chicken oh, breast good for you look at you all healthy well I, it's turkey burgers yeah well that's just that's pretty typical for me and I'm trying to eat it and I'm like just I really don't want to. And I'm like, I haven't had an, I really have had very low calories today. And I'm like, I'm going to regret it because I don't eat until one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Like so I in about put, 10 minutes to be going O'Malley. O'Malley. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's just one of those, like I don't eat until, until like, I don't know, one or two or so in the afternoon and I'm fine until then, but I don't want to, I don't want to have a rough morning just because I, sh- I need to, um, definitely have some calories before for bed. And I know that was just totally off, off market. Anyway, I came home, I did that. And the broom thing happened. The broom thing? <laughs> what broom thing? The I, was broom. I was driving. I had carpools. What broom thing? I, okay. So I looked it up after I saw KFC radio tweeted out and I saw some other things and they, like they had said, Hey, I guess NASA, you know, said that your brooms are going to stand up today because of some sort of grabbing gravitation. Oh, I love stuff like that. So like, if you go on my Twitter right now, you'll see my, I checked it out. I tested it and I literally just took the broom and like put it in front of me upright and I let go and it just stayed there. So I went and got it. I, I got the second one and I was like, all right, I'm going to get a second one and put it. And I did the same thing. And I thought, oh, this one's going to fall into the other one. Nope. Both of them just Come standing on. there. Are you kidding? So the broom thing happened and I like, I recorded. Oh, that's like X-Files. It's out yes. there. Yeah. So before I recorded, I stopped. Um, I stopped all the stuff in the kitchen because I didn't want there to be like a lot of sound going. So I did like a really cool, like, or not, not cool, but quick um, recording just so that people could see like, no, it's not like it wasn't on my, my pantry or anything like that. Like these are freestanding. Wow. (laughs) So that happened. And then I got done and then went back to like trying to trying to make dinner and I'm talking with my sister and trying to like, she's got some stuff going on and now I've got all of that. And then I was, it was just crazy. And then I went to go see. That would freak me out. You would have to keep going and just kind of go about your. I finally took them down because I was like, I'm going to forget if I'm just going to walk upstairs, do the podcast, go to bed. And then I'll wake up and I, in the middle of the night because two brooms fell or something. Oh my God. See, that would freak me out. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Have you been watching any of that? Um, the outsider. I didn't see last night because of the Oscars. Oh, I'm assuming it. one came out last night. I don't one think came they, out last yeah, night. We watched but, it today. Well, tonight. Oh, did you? Okay. So I've, I'm just that episode behind. I I've can't do anything it. after I'm, I'm immobile for a good 10 minutes after that show. Really? Yes. Did you ever watch the X-Files? some just not oh large was a yeah. huge x-file person like when we first started dating he used to literally kick me out at like you know sunday around um like what did it come on at nine to like eight forty? he kicked me out so he could make his tea and be like i gotta watch a complete silence complete darkness with a you know and then eventually as we got further on in our relationship then i was allowed to stay but i had to be very quiet and if i spoke it was like you know and then but i couldn't speak 
because as soon as a commercial would come on, he'd get up, go to the bathroom, do this other thing. I couldn't even put my feet on the floor. I'm, I'm easily, I'm easily freaked out. Like I'm easily scared. And this show, the outsider has that feeling for me. Mm-hmm. It's a great, you know, the best thing that ever came out of X-Files was that, was that song, David Duchovny, Duchovny, why won't you love me? Ever hear that song? That girl, Bree Sharp sings it. Have you ever heard that? That'll be, I'm that'll sure. be our song for this week. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I've heard it and I'm just like drawing a blank. What's that? I'm sure I've heard it. I'm just drawing a blank. <laughs> it's a great song. And I, I dare not touch anything because we've, this is our third restart tonight. Oh, I know. I don't blame you. <laughs> because there is an echo. That and so, so I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not touching <laughs> anything. So. I'm terrified. I'm very punchy right now. I'm just like, oh my God. Anyway. That's good though. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, what do you think about the Oscars? I have such a split down the middle feeling. I felt like I felt like half of the people there were doing their traditional walk the red carpet, glamour. Oh, I didn't see it's, any of the red carpet stuff. Oh, I watched I just it saw Bridget, the, the whole thing. I just oh, saw well, the we watched the whole thing. It okay. was great. And um, like, I felt like the other half was like, treated it as though they wanted to change it. Like, you know, when people started, they just don't want it to be traditional. Like they're the other half were people who hate tradition and don't want tradition anymore. And I'm all for expressing yourselves. I think that nobody should be told how they should dress or, but I, I do like respect. And I think as much respect as I'm going to give someone for wearing their hair, lime green, I want them to give the same respect to someone who wears, you know, someone who has a silk gown for them, the same respect for wearing a silk gown. Like, I don't think it should just be any one person's way, but I do think you have to respect the entire entity of it and I felt like some people just wanted to ignore the fact that this has been a tradition for so many years uh would that be the Billie Eilish girl the the green hair yeah okay I have no idea what she did other than the look that she gave when Eminem came out and like she looked like and uh, you know you've always there's always that moment that somebody gets caught like right. looking a yes. certain way and, and they could be like mid whatever, telling the friend something like, Oh, I like, they could be saying something like, I can't believe this. Like I played this song on repeat and, and, but the, everyone else is like, Oh, look at her. Like, I have no idea what she thought or felt or anything. I haven't followed up on it, but um, she did have that look like, where am Utterly I? Who is guy? Yeah. <laughs> and he really did, you know, he paved the way for a lot of people in, in, you know, expressing themselves in a certain way. I mean, was it 18 years, 17 years ago? I think it was when he won, when Barbara Streisand, not Barbara Streisand, was it Barbara Streisand? Yeah. She read his name and he wasn't there to accept it. Like, so he was, that was his like comeback. Cause he won that for that movie. Eight mile. Yeah. And um, I thought it was, I, I just, I just think that it's such a, like when I, when I give my expect acceptance speech, right. Yes. It's going to be like, we established today that Willie's going to be on my one arm and, and large is going to be on the other. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I'm taking, I was taking advice from people like suggestions for what large should wear <laughs> and, um, what else? <laughs> my list of all the people I have to thank. Like I was trying to explain to my kids that I won't know that yet because I don't know who's going to be the writer or the director of this. Yes, it's an, um, right. Right. Obviously. And all that stuff that has to come with time. I'm not sure who my agent is. So if anybody wants to be my agent, I'm, I'm on the prowl. <laughs> but um, do you have the dress picked out already? <laughs> oh, I have an idea. I, yes, okay. I definitely oh, have okay. an idea. Good, and good. and all right. I'm going to put this out there right now. Um, I really, really, really want Julia Louis-Dreyfus's necklace. I don't know if you saw it, but it was mm, yes. the most exquisite piece of jewelry I have ever seen in my life. I'd be afraid of what I would do if I was close to it. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that's just, it was incredible. If you get a chance to Google it, it was stunning. And I bet it was hers. I bet it wasn't even borrowed. I bet that was hers. I bet she owns that. 
yeah, I, no, I, I saw her come out, you know, uh, to do the, uh, the, pres- uh, to present. Um, wow. I'm just like, I'm just firing on the hall. So, tonight. um, so, um, definitely saw it. Um, but I do remember my mom watching those shows, like those entertainment shows, which I just am, I don't even know if they're still on TV. I'm sure they are. But I remember watching those when I was small or, or like hearing them. And they would talk about like how somebody had picked out the jewelry that they wanted to wear, but they didn't get it until like they arrived or, or they would get it oh, like it's right before, right. They would sure, get sure. it um, and they would put it on in the limo, but like a mile away yeah, and the guy absolutely. would be there. And like the part of the entourage was one of the people from like the place that they had, uh, they had borrowed it from. And as soon as the party's over, it's like, you know, all the jewelry goes back. So I remember that. That's, that's well, a insurance, weird right? Yeah. I mean, that stuff is in, I mean, when I got married, the guy that our jeweler, like our family jeweler, it was just a friend of, he, he lived next to my aunt. And so he was a jeweler and he became our jeweler because you, you know, you give back to people that you oh, know yeah. and stuff. And my dad bought all his corporate gifts there. And um, so when it came time to get my engagement ring and everything, you know, I could, because I used to go with my dad all the time. I had known what I wanted for my engagement ring since I was what, 14, you know, cause okay. he, my dad would be buying his corporate gifts for his customers and I would be looking at the diamonds and he would just let me have like this. He was like in the middle of on Broadway. Um, you know, one of those upstairs offices, just this gorgeous jewelry store. And he would take out all the diamond rings. He didn't, like, you know, he completely trusted me and I would want to polish them and do everything. And I just remember staring at them. And, um, so when it came time to getting engaged, large went straight to him and he knew what I wanted and it was, it was perfect. And he let me borrow for my wedding, these, just these gorgeous, gorgeous diamond sapphire earrings. Hmm. They were just, I mean, I couldn't even, and I felt so dirty because I hadn't paid for them. Like I wasn't buying them. girl. And I really, you know, they were like, they were like (laughs) $5,000 an earring, you know, it was something just, just something that nobody ever bought. Like I wouldn't know anybody who would buy that, you know, forget 5,000 an earring. I didn't know anybody would buy 5,000 a pair. Like it was just, they were they were like one and a half carat diamonds and then the sapphires with them for each ear. Like they were just gorgeous. And I was always so careful with everything. So he was like, you know, borrow them for the day. And, uh, they, I felt like I couldn't, I just felt incredible. So when they went to do my makeup, I took them off. We couldn't find one of them. Like we couldn't find one of them. Like we, I'm like, I'm at my mom's house and like to get back to like the X-Files, the house my mom lived in, we all swore was possessed. Like we just, we always swore that house was possessed. I did anyway. And um, so I'm saying, how could this possibly be? Like I just, she put my makeup on here. I took them off so she could put the foundation. We looked everywhere for him. And I was the only person. It was just the girl with the makeup, myself. And then my mom would come in and out a few times, but there was nobody else around there. We tore the house apart. Wouldn't you know, my mom found them, the other one, in like the garbage, behind the garbage can, just like strategically placed somewhere. I'm like, oh my God, this house is possessed. Honest to God, like it was just the craziest thing. Like doors used to open and close in that house all the time. Um, I I remember like finding lights on, like it was just bizarre. So as as I'm getting older, my mom's like, oh, I'm going to redo the basement. So they take all the sheetrock down, mm-hmm. redo the basement. And there's like black markings, like lines written on walls with like all these like sayings. And I'm like, this is bizarre. And my mom says, well, not as bizarre as the circle that was burnt into the backyard when we bought the house. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? She's like, no, it was very weird the way, you know, she's like, but the church had no idea what it was from. I'm like, you bought the house from the church. <laughs> what? Yeah. How bizarre is that? So finally, like when, um, when she finally sold that house, the next people leveled it. Like they, they, they like burnt it to the ground. Like they had wanted nothing to do. I'm like, yeah, like, we're probably move out. <laughs> like, all I was like, did they Amityville. level it before or after they moved in? Did before they move they moved in? in? Oh, okay. no, they never moved in. They, they never, never moved in. in. And then as we moved like years later, 
people were like, I can't believe you guys live there. Like that's, she's like, Oh my God, that's why I would never go to your house. Like friends of mine would be like, we knew that house was like, you know, the family that lived there, they sold the, you know, they sold it to the church because they felt like, you know, their kid had gone off the deep end and they always felt it was the house. I'm like, how does nobody tell me this? Because we didn't live there very long. Like we only had, it was like a, you know, a short stint, but it was like, I'm always like, and I remember like my, like now when my mother and I talk about it, she's like, you always said that you always said you felt like there was a presence and doors would open doors would close. Like I'd be sitting here, I'd get up and I changed like the channel. Cause back then they didn't have remote controls. And I would sit down and like the door next to me would be wide open. Like it was just, and you always felt like someone was standing behind you. It was a very, very, very eerie, eerie feeling in that home, which is no longer standing. And I'm very happy. It reminds me of American Horror Story. Like the first. I never watched it. See, I can't watch stuff like that. Oh because my of that. God. Like the first. Yeah. The first season. No, I mean, and I'm like, Ooh. I'm, I'm not superstitious. I'm really not. But like, I've had some weird experiences, like really, really unexplainable like things happen to me never bad like I've never had anything like that was a bad experience where I was like there's something wrong with me I need help but like I remember one time I um is this gonna freak you out talking about this no (laughs) no I like I'm just like ooh, tell me more let me go put on more black no get your cloak out (laughs) I am no so one time I woke up like I had gone to bed I was always a night owl I still Mm -hmm. am and um I had fallen asleep and I've only, I was only asleep for like maybe seven minutes. And I woke up in like a sheer panic and I went to my mom's room and I'm like, something's wrong with grandpa. She's like, what? She, and she's like, you must be having a dream or something. I'm like, I'm telling you there's something wrong with him. You've got to call him. So she calls her dad. And then I was little, like I wasn't, I must've been maybe cause I still lived at my mom. So I had to be like 10. I was going to say it was, and um, yeah, it must've been that age because before you, Before I moved with him and uh, she calls her dad and he was like, you know, and he was up and it was like 1225 say, and he was up, you know, cause we're, we're my, that's not my mom's family. They're all night owls. And he was like, no, no, everything's good. He lived in Brooklyn at the time. And so she's like, okay. So she hangs up. She's like, no, he's fine. Everything's good. Two minutes later, the phone rings. He's like, you're never going to guess what happened. My sister Pat just died. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and my mom's looking at me. She's like, you know, and it was just, it, I couldn't explain it. Like it was just something, stuff like that happens to me all the time. So one night, um, I don't remember, if, I don't remember what year it was. I don't know if I was pregnant or not, but um, I was up doing stuff and I finally went to bed and it's like two in the morning and I wake up and all the lights are on in my bedroom. Large is still asleep all the lights are on in my room and I sit up. My dad walks in through my bedroom door. He sits down on the edge of my bed and he looks at me and he says, increments of five, three words. You're going to know exactly which one to choose. You're going to know which three words they are. So I look at him and now I'm hysterically crying and I'm like three words, increments of five. What does that mean? He looked at me. And he's like, you'll just know, you'll know which three words. And I have no idea what he's talking about. And then he looks back as he's walking out of my bedroom window, my, excuse me, my bedroom door. And he says, the Kentucky Derby. And I'm like, I love this. What? Now this is, now mind you, this is like nine years after he passed away. This is like after 9-11, nine years after 9-11. I have no idea what he's talking about. I wake up in a, like a, like a sheer panic. The lights are off. Large is still asleep. You know, no lights are on. There's nothing. It was, I mean, it was as vivid as you can possibly, like, as I'm talking to you now. So now I get up, I go downstairs. I can't sleep. I'm just pacing the house. Uh, The baby's still asleep because we only had Mick at the time. I don't remember if I was pregnant. I have to look and see when the race was. I go downstairs and I write it down on an index card. You know, it was February 12th. Oh my God, what's today? Don't say it's the 10th. We're good. That would have freaked me out. It was the 12th. So I write it down. Justin's birthday was yesterday. So the 10th, but oh my gosh. Okay. I write, wait, today's the 11th? No, no. I'm saying her birthday was the 9th. Freak me out. Today's the 10th. Okay. So I write it down February 12th. 
two, whatever, AM, three words, increment of five Kentucky Derby, right? So I don't think anything. So now I write it down. Once I write down, I put a next card, I put it in my junk drawer in my kitchen. I don't think about it again at all. I don't think about it again. And for anybody who obviously nobody would know this, but my dad was a big horse race guy, huge horse race guy. He owned race car, uh, race horses. We used to go to the track every Saturday, he and I, and it was just something that we used to do. I used to take care and groom the horses. I used to sit with the jockeys. I used to spend a lot of time at the racetrack. So now, you know, I don't think anything of it. Oh, but he also said, you can't say anything to anybody. Don't tell anybody I was here. So now I'm thinking like, this is nuts, right? Months go by. I don't think, I don't think anything of it. I find this index card as I'm cleaning. I'm getting ready to go to um, the next day. Mike and I are going to his 20th high school reunion or his 25th high school reunion or something like that. I find this index card and it has these stats on it. And it's a Friday. And I said to Mike, what's the Kentucky Derby? He's like, tomorrow. I'm like, really? I'm like, who are the horses in it? So he's like, oh, you want, you feel like betting the horses? He's like, you've always been good at that. Let's see, like, what do you come up with? So now I have in my head, well, I can't tell anybody. I can't right. say a word. I can't do anything like this. So now I'm looking at all the horses. So then after I'm looking at them and this and the other thing, he's like, what's all of a sudden the interest? You haven't done, like, looked at these horses since your dad's gone. So now I can't keep it from him. Like, cause he just knows like, there's like, I'm pale white. So I tell him. He's like, go get out. He's like, you, well, which horse is it? You know, which is he's, so now there's horses. I want revenge. You know, one is, um, evil, wicked stepmother. One of them is, uh, you know, like there's all these things that could relate to my dad, you know, uh, mm-hmm. hit the bid, you know, and, and stock words, this not. So I'm like, oh, it's gotta be, you know, I want revenge. Oh, it's gotta be the evil, wicked stepmother. It's gotta be, there's all these different ones. So I'm looking at them and I give him my idea, um, whatever the one was, and he's going to go place the bet the next day at the OTB or whatever it is. So now as he's putting the bet in it, I said to him, I call him and I'm like, no, that's the wrong one. He's like, well, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to call. Like, you got to let me know, like, which is it? I'm like, it's not the one I told you. I'm like, it's mine, that bird. He's like, what? He's like, that means nothing. Like you got hit the bid. That's, that's his trading term. You got, I want revenge. That's a terrorist re- right. retaliation one. You got evil, wicked evil. stepmother. Like your, your stepmother is an evil shrew. Like how could it be mine that bird? I'm like, I'm telling you, he said, clear as day. You are going to know which three ones. That's the one he wants. He's like, okie doke. How much do you want to put on it? I'm like five grand. Cause he said to me increments of five. Mm-hmm. He's like, five grand. He's like, what? He's like, are you out of your mind? He's like, Annie, he's like, I love you. Honest to God, I love you more than anything. But I'm telling you right now, there is no way you, you're, there is absolutely no way I'm putting five grand. By the way, that horse, Annie, it's, it's 50 to one odds. I'm like, oh my God, there's the other five. I'm like, 50 to one? Are you kidding me? Put five grand on my net bird now. He's like, yeah, well, I'll see what I can do. He tells me he puts the bed in, right? Awesome. I'm so, I, I'm like beyond myself. He's like, actually, what I did was I couldn't do five grand. He's like, I just couldn't do five grand. He's like, so I put 500. I'm like, okay, that's fair. So now we go to this high school reunion, right? Okay. We're watching it with all these friends, like in the middle of like Pennsylvania somewhere that he knows from high school. I don't know any of them. I've, I, he went to an all boys high school. We're watching this horse race and like the, like the leader, like the, the horse to win is in the first place. And the, the, you know, places in second shows in there. Everybody's like doing what they're supposed to be doing all of a sudden. 2009. 2009. So I was pregnant with Bridget. All of a sudden out of nowhere, mind that bird comes like turning the track. And just starts to outrun everybody. I'm going out of my mind because I'm thinking I got 50, 500 bucks on this horse. That's 50 to one, right? I'm going to win 25 grand. I wanted five grand on it. I would have won $250,000. I am going out of my mind. Like I'm losing my shit. Like I am out of my mind. Horse wins. Mm -hmm. He looks at me and he looks like he's going to vomit. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, well, I'm like, tell me 
you didn't put that fucking bed in. I will not. He's like, well, it's not that I didn't. He's like, it's not that I didn't. He's like, I swear to God, it's not that I didn't. He's like, but I didn't, I, I, I didn't put, I didn't put 500. I put 100. I'm like, what? what? I'm like, that's not it. I'm like, where, who did you pull? Let me see the ticket. He's like, you know, I didn't get a chance to go. So I, I'm like, you told someone he's like the guy that he told that he asked to put the bed in piggybacked my bet. So instead of putting a hundred, he put 50 for me and 50 for him. So he, so obviously like I only walked away, I mean, I walked away with, was that 2,500 bucks or is that, is that, I don't even know if I did the math. Yeah. 2,500 bucks. Um, I'm like, are you, you're kidding me, right? I went from being able to win 250 grand. If I had listened to my dad in my dream to, I mean, and believe me, I was thrilled to walk away with 2,500. Like I'll take, sure. I'll take 25 bucks. Yeah. I'm not snubbing my nose at that, but the second I told somebody, then he told somebody, it was like, like in my, I swear to God, I went to bed that night and I woke up to this, like a slap across the face. <laughs> I was like, like, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh my God, my dad slapped me across the face in the middle of my dream this time around. And I'm like, I'm still waiting for like him to come back and give me another. So now I get these like little, like, you know, itty bitty things here and there. So I'm waiting for that next big, could you imagine if I had won 250 grand off a dream oh, that, you right. know, uh, and every time the Kentucky Derby comes around, I get like 30 yeah. phone calls. Like you got any tips? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you did, you weren't supposed to tell. Never so, tell. I will never, probably, which is exactly why you didn't actually win all of that money. You know, because if you had placed the 5,000, yourself yeah, got in my pregnant ass in the car drove up to pearl river gotten myself got my you know i should have done it myself right. that was my fault i should have i should have done it myself and he said don't don't tell anyone <laughs> imagine that so now like you know it's one of the stories that large doesn't like to tell but i think it's just incredible to tell. <laughs> right <laughs> oh god could you imagine no, oh I, I could not imagine. No, no, it would, it would change my life. And so many, I mean, I know it's life-changing money for a lot of people, but like it would so significantly change my life. I would just be, I would, I would break down. So, <laughs> and I swear to God, people don't believe me when I tell that story. And there were about six or seven people that were still very close to that were like around when that happened. And if they didn't go through it with me to experience it, because I thought like I, I was, I was out of my mind watching this race and I thought large was going to be sick. Like he took me out in the back, like we're in the middle of like Matamores, Pennsylvania out by like Port Jervis somewhere. And he takes me outside and cause I can't control myself. Like I am, I am, I think I'm thinking, oh my God, I just won 25 grand. I could have won, two, you know, 250, but I'm, 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 I just can't control myself. And he's like, I, I got like, he had to come clean, but he couldn't even come clean with like five grand. It was like, you know, <laughs> he just, I don't know who I felt worse for me or him. Oh, and I know my, like, I know my dad, like every now and again, when I get like that pain in my side and I'm like, Oh, what was that? Or like the sciatic with the baby ever since then. <laughs> oh yeah. Saying to me, yo, you dope. <laughs> I really can't. I'm I'm really looking forward to having the um the guys back on um Blackjack and Paul Laduca to oh, yeah, talk yeah, yeah. to us about um you know horse racing and all the events that you know the bigger events and obviously the Triple yeah. Crown which we want to um that's actually what we named our kind of our our three things when we have a topic and we want to pick three things so yeah. um. Yeah, so I'm really we have to looking do triple forward crown to movies of the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't seen Parasite and I will I see it either. this week. Um, I will definitely see because Finn's dying. I didn't see um Jojo Rabbit. Nope. I, seen I saw one. Jojo. Nope. Jojo Rabbit is I was gonna say I it's hard for me to rank everything because I haven't seen everything. Was right. it? So 18, we'll do that one uh, next seven, week. 19, what up? Oh, 1917 was 1917. excellent. I, I can't believe I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit because I love Scarlett Johansson. That is, okay, so I love Joker. 
I really love Joker. I thought did you love Joker. Did you love him in the movie? I love Joker and I loved him. I didn't think the movie was as stellar as he was. Like I, I, it would have been this, I don't know. There was, he was just right. He he was obviously phenomenal in that movie. I definitely liked it, but I'm also, I would really like for them to do it, but only like if they get it, only if they nail it, like only if they nail it the way they did the waves. But I, I don't know how they'll do it. But hey, what do you do- think of Zac Efron playing uh, Captain Jack Sparrow? I heard that today. You think that's going to happen? Really? Yeah. You think oh. he's got the range for that? I mean, I know they talk about Heath Ledger and how um, Joaquin Phoenix had to fill his shoes like that was a hard role to fill, which I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that Batman movie with the one where he played Joker. So I didn't, I didn't get the, some people feel the love. I just didn't. Cause that's just not Hold my on. thing. No, I thought Dark Knight, I thought Dark Knight is really? considered to be, I know the best, if not. I know. I know. I'm just one of those three people that just, I just didn't, I just didn't feel it. The, but, the whole, that series that I know that the people three movies is one of my favorite. I, you know, it's, it's a trilogy technically, but you know, yeah, I just, it, I loved it. I don't know. I just didn't get that whole, I didn't get Christian Bale as Batman. Like I didn't feel, I don't know. I just, it just didn't do it for me. But wow. okay. Johnny Depp, when doesn't he do it for me? You know what I mean? Like That's I, true. and I, and I think Zac Efron is a handsome kid. He's in great shape. And I, I don't know if he has the range. I'm sure he's going to, I'm sure he'll crush it, but Johnny Depp, man, he's just got those, those mm-hmm. are some, not big shoes to fill, but <laughs> I mean, he's very eclectic, grounded one. So yeah, I don't know. Like you, you need somebody who's kind of, you know, very eclectic, I think to play. Yeah, I'm a curious role like to that. see how he does. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So I love Jojo rabbit. Like I love I can't wait that to see movie. That. She's so incredible. Much. Everything she's in is just wonderful. I and love back her. To a point that I've written a very poorly tied together because it's just like in chunks. Oh, you have your first blog dropping? It's not going to drop because I feel like I'm so paranoid. So, but it had like, had a whole bunch of like tie-ins to that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, uh, it's just like a whole, a whole thing. But I loved Jojo Rabbit. I, and I don't want to say any more just because if I end up uh, dropping this blog, um, you know, there's, I've written so much about it. So it's so good. I can't wait to I'm going to save it. We'll cover it next week when we do our triple crown. Did you see that movie Death of Stalin? I don't think so. Oh my God. You would absolutely love it. It's a comedy. It's a, it's a drama comedy. Okay. Jeffrey Tambor and Steve Buscemi and um, what's his name? The guy from the Patriot, um, Isaacs, um, Jason Isaacs. It was so well done. And it was so funny and it was just, you have to watch it. It was an, it was an excellent movie. Okay. We saw that. We did like one of those, you ever go to the movie where you, when one finishes, you jump into the next one. I love, we love You guys are the worst. We were in the city one time. This was a while ago. You take your cups, you take your food, you jump movies. You guys are like. He loves to like make a a huge meal out of it. He's so funny. No, he um, (laughs) went to the city one day. And cause we didn't have the kids and we just were walking around and we went to this really great restaurant and I was dying to see another Joaquin Phoenix movie. Did you ever see the movie? You were never really here. No. So his job. You have a, seen so many more movies. I think now I'm trying to catch up because there was a long time. Has ever seen that. There was a long time that I just wouldn't go alone. Even oh, though I love I'm going alone. I, I right. Time. Until. Until the first time I went alone, and then did you it smuggle was, in a sandwich? It, no, I did not. Why smuggle in a sandwich? It's like the greatest. Large used to make fun of me. He used to always, you know, what he would say to me. He would say, "Oh, you're so sad." And I was like, "You know what? Don't knock it till you try it." You. Oh, it's the most incredible thing ever. I yeah. I don't. No one talks to you. Nobody sits next to you, and I'm just perfect. It's like it's like my sanctuary. I really enjoy doing it. I was. Yeah. I've lived alone for so long. Or I lived with a man who would be, you know, constantly traveling. And I just wasn't one of those kids that would walk around the city by myself. So I had the theater right on the corner where we lived in the city. And I would just always go by myself. Like yeah. I would stop off at the local deli. I'd grab a sandwich, 
I put it in my pocket. I had to go sit in the movie by myself because I didn't want to go sit in a restaurant by myself. I didn't go to school in New York City. So I didn't have any friends in there. So it was just always me. So it was like my own little, like everybody on screen was my friends. You know, I had like my own, it was like my vacation and I used to love it. And then when I would walk home, a lot of the movies were filmed in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So when you walk home, it was like, you know, where we lived at the time was down by the UN. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of movies are filmed down by there. So when I was walking home, like I could see sometimes like where a movie was filmed or you could have like that feeling in the air. And I don't know if you would remember because you're younger than I am, but there was a guy on TV named Soupy Sales. And uh, he was- I remember people talking about Soupy Sales. I don't remember. So I used to like, when I would come in, from like seeing a movie or something, you know, he'd give me a, he'd grab my cheek and he'd be like, ah, oh, someone was at the cinema. <laughs> wow. Okay. And it was like, you know, like we would, you know, opt to take the stairs instead of the elevator. And then we would talk about what movie I saw and we would stand out, you know, and then eventually we had to move because he lit his apartment on fire, but it was, like, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of cool to be like, here's this like celebrity who, you know, it was fun. It was fun. I've known like I've I've had like a it's a very interesting life. <laughs> Nothing about my well, upbringing. We had to move because he lit his apartment on fire. Okay, he lit his apartment on fire. We had to move. Yeah. Oh, no, that's I thought, when we I had it because of being in California and you know and seeing a lot of stuff. I mean, there I can't tell Absolutely, you how many times I'm sure. you see, you know, crews out there just doing something. Yeah, I mean. Tom Cruise and down the trading floor, they used to film stuff. And it was just always, I, that's, that's why I'm dying. I said, it's always been something I wanted to do. It's always Mm -hmm. been in my, and I read a few scripts back when I was like 18 or 19. And, um, I had a couple of opportunities. Like I did some modeling briefly, like at, I guess 18 and 19. And then, um, when I really, when the time came where I had to really just live on my own, I couldn't be living with an an adult, you know, it was time to move out from my dad's place he wanted to buy a house in Jersey and I just didn't want to do that. So I, I had to work full time and the mm-hmm. trading floor was just so exciting in 1994. I mean, it was like cash everywhere. I mean, how do I, how do I turn that down? I'd right. been doing it part-time for so long that it was just, you know, like someone like larger coming out of Notre Dame making what 70 grand a year. I was like making 175. Like it was like, it, it just didn't make sense for Back me. Back then. Back then. Yeah. Like I just, you know, and then every Christmas would come and just these $2 brokers would just hand you envelopes of cash. You know, there'd be three grand in this one, five grand in that one. Like, really? I'm going to turn that down to go what? What What was, you know, I had a fashion and marketing degree. You know, I had done some modeling for Mex clothing at the time. And it was like, you know, you got paid 200 bucks for an hour. Like that was great at the time when you were 17. Mm -hmm to do little things like that. But opposed to the following year, I pulled in like, I was like, this is insane. The nineties were great for wall street. And until they weren't, until they weren't, <laughs> but I was down, I started full time down train for in 94. I didn't leave until 2000. Like I didn't officially leave till 2009. So it's only been 11 years since I'm removed from that, but like the star power and the, the people that I used to meet all the time, like mm-hmm. it was just, you know, like Warren Buffett knew me by name because I used to trade Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire A and B. So when he'd come to the floor to see what Jimmy McGuire had on the books, like I'd be walking in with like a one lot share order to buy. (laughs) No, I, that's, that's the funny thing about like, you're, you were a broker on um, Wall Street, obviously. And, and I very much removed and, and, and not so classy. Um, worked for a financial advisor. A lot of for, guys down there um, aren't all classy. Don't do well, that. no, you know what I'm saying, but not as not as glamorous as, as what, you, what you did. But I worked for a financial advisor. So every time someone wants to ask you a question or um, large a question, I'm kind of like, ooh, okay, there's a whole field. Like it's sort of like it's sort of like asking the people who like create like um, medical devices or something to then give you, um, an answer about like, um, it, you know, a spot on your arm. Like it's right. not, the they don't same understand. Thing. I think they all understand think more of that. They think, they think it's like, okay, no, but like portfolio management is a completely different thing yes. than placing trades because that was some of the stuff that we would do. We didn't, right. we didn't 
do a lot of trade, like just of individual positions. Mm -hmm. It was always, uh, you know, bigger portfolios that we would have, but there would be times where we would have somebody who would come in and say, I really want to own X amount of this share in my portfolio, you know, do it. And then that's when I would, I would place the trade from my end to, and then obviously it would, it would call into, you know, to where you were or, or to Chicago, depending on, on where I was calling into them. But yeah, that was, that's my little, like, no, they're better off asking you than me because I never, I never had to do that, but I always, I do have an edge on watching. If I watch a stock often enough, Mm -hmm. I know what it's going to do. Like you can always tell because I would go stand in crowds. Like I remember when Tyco had that and I don't, I don't remember what year it was, but when Tyco was going crazy, that was like one of my first crowds that I had to like elbow my way through. And I only had like a 5,000 share order to buy or something. And I remember I had to like elbow people and I was watching and I'm watching this thing go, you know, up beneath, down a quarter, up beneath, down a quarter. And I had, and you just, you kind of know what, like, Mm -hmm where it's going to dip and whether, so you do get a feel for that, but I would never presume to give somebody advice on what stock to buy. I mean, I'll definitely be glad to share with anybody what I'm buying, what I'm selling, what I'm doing it at, but I certainly could never advise somebody. Yeah. I'm too much of a risk taker too. The fact that people don't understand the difference between like an IRA and an individual account Right. Blows my mind. (laughs) They're like, but why can't I take this? My friend had an account and they had an investment account and they took out money. Why am I being penalized? Well, you took it from a retirement account and there's Mm -hmm. age limits and there's a, you know, there's going to be a 10% penalty because you're taking it from that 401k or that IRA and you can't take it. But then if you have this individual account, this is for you Mm -hmm. to grow. But if you, you know, but you're still going to have to pay taxes on any, you know, gains, but you're not going to be penalized because it's not technically a retirement account. Right. Oh, it's, it's crazy how, how I just keep giving my, my financial advisors, um, Twitter handle out. I'm like at Brian Dunst, ask Mm. him because he tells, he tells me exactly what to do. (laughs) He'll tell somebody and he's, you know, he'll either answer you or he won't, but it's better than me because Mm -hmm. you don't want to be giving you it's a totally different field. It's just totally, totally it's field. totally different. There's just, there's yep. a lot. I know I, how to shut someone out. <laughs> if someone's buying outside of me, I know how to shut them out. I know who's got the sell order and I know when they're going to sell. So I'm going to wait until he sells and let the stock tank. Then I'm going to come in and buy a little more, <laughs> you know, or tell someone that they have a phone call when they're a buyer outside of you. And also when they're not there and there's four sellers come in, you kind of take your time, take your time. And then when everybody else, let the stock drop a little, then, then I'll take, you know, what's funny is, um, Dave Portnoy a, a long time ago or a few years back, at least he said something and then it was repeated recently with the pin sale. And it no. was the, the whole, like he, he said, to, he said to some of the people like at work one day, he was like, Hey guys, do you know, like this, like when you have a lot of money, your interest, like, gives you more money, like that you don't actually have to touch the money that you have. <laughs> like, oh he was making God. like a, and I can't tell you how true that is because the portfolios that we managed, we had people who had so much money in a portfolio oh that the money that they made every month off of that investment was being taken um, on a, you know, like a monthly withdrawal for their, um, for their income. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking people who had five, $10,000 a month, just extra money, a few money like that. Yeah. But just extra from like each account and they would have like seven accounts and they would just, and then they would get to a point. They were like, well, I have a lot in the bank. I think I want to throw it back into another you know, yeah. another investment because they were making so much money off of that money. Interest is, is definitely a beautiful thing. So could you imagine, I would give anything to do right? that. I would, I would give anything to have, I, I would love to win the lottery and get 500 bucks. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah. I would love it. I would, I would give any, just, I don't take any cash payout for granted at all. Every little bit helps. And it just puts you in a better mood. You know what I mean? Like if I win something, I like if I win four bucks, the guy in 7-Eleven thinks I'm nuts. He'll be like, you know, he just looks at me if I 
$2 richer or $4 richer. I get so excited because I right away think, <laughs> you know, Powerball tickets, two bucks. There's, I don't need to buy two numbers. Just that two bucks there. There it is. I'm going to win that one. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to win the lottery too. And I'm not going to win, like, I'm not going to hit like wow. the 300 million one. I'm going to hit the $185 million wow. one. That's my number. Okay. So, so if I ever win share, an Oscar, I'm going to, um, well, I'm going to win the Oscar. I know I am. I just got to get the, I got to get the right talent the lotto. Yeah. The lotto is definitely, yeah. And I'll be like one of those people that shares. I'm not, I don't share snacks. Right. I am a snack lover. I am not a snack sharer but I will share cash. Like I will, I will help people. And if I win the lottery, you know, I definitely, once everybody in my family is taken care of, I am definitely a spread the wealth type person, but I am going to win an Oscar for myself. I just have to get the right talent agent. I've been, I've been talking to a lot of different people, getting a lot of different advice, a lot of different um, input from people. So I have like ideas of where I'm going to go. And it's different for the kids too, because it's got to, you have to be, I'm very, I keep them super tight. They're going to be under my thumb. So I need somebody who's going to be like that. And I have, I've been given so many really good, um, um, what are the, what is that word? Recommendations? <laughs> Am I just shy? Um, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see who I get because I want somebody who's going to see roles the way that I see them. So it's going to be very interesting where I end up. All right. Hmm. And on that note, I have to wrap it up because I have to put Bridget to bed because I can oh, hear her little okay. feet upstairs. Large just went and picked up the boys from basketball. So okay. I hear them all dropping things down in the middle of my floor. So I can just imagine what I'm going to go upstairs. To. <laughs> oh, so boy. next week we are going to do the triple crown of Oscar movies, Oscar nominations. Because yes. then you'll have seen Parasite. I will have seen Parasite. Mm-hmm. And you will have seen 1917. Yes. And I will have seen Jojo Rabbit. Oh, Jojo Rabbit is phenomenal like i i love it i can't wait i think scarlett johansson is hands down a fantastic i think she was better in jojo rabbit than marriage story i didn't like marriage story i won't go see marriage story i I can't handle movies like that i have no interest i think when you grow up in a in a family where it's just divorce and just chaos that's that that shit just turns me off (laughs) yeah i didn't like i didn't like her and I felt like how it was written, it was a way like, it, I don't know. I just didn't like it. She was coming. She was like telling her husband, like how selfish he had been, but Ugh. yet she was, everything she was no doing, for that. everything she was doing was so selfish and I like couldn't get over it. It like drove me crazy. Yeah. Movies like I that. Mean, I, that's why I don't watch soap uh, operas. I just can't stand the drama. Yeah. I, I just, like uh, mysteries. Yeah. Anyway. So that's it. Plus we, uh, we want to dish on uh, some creepy habits. So we, uh, oh, we yeah. need to have people tell us the creepiest thing that has ever happened to them uh, from somebody uh, right. hitting on them, opposite sex type, same sex, whatever. What is the uh, creepiest you know thing what I'm saying. someone has ever done It doesn't done have to, to be you. a date. It could be random. Oh, no. It, it could, could be anything. Yeah. The creepiest be, thing yeah. someone has ever done to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about this one. Yeah. The creepiest thing someone has ever done to you. And again, if anybody is suffering from gout, I'm, I can't stress it enough. Swish30.com. Honest to God, this stuff is amazing. And then they have that new PrimaCare. Have you mm-hmm. tried it yet? The Mr. Crow's feet are gone. I can't wait to get the jowls gone. Maybe I'll do them. I'll, I'll use it before my head, I get my head shots. I'll be like, um, what's her name in Sunset Boulevard? I'm ready for my close. That's right. Here I am, Mr. DeMille. Wait, that's my bad side. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, O'Malley. Have a wonderful night. All right, bye. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs>